Good morning. I'm Donna Quinn, and this is a special Pledge Drive edition of Talk of Our Towns. This fall Pledge Drive seems a good time to consider the history and the mission of KMUN. Who are we? Where have we been? Where are we headed? And so we have a special State of the Station program today. We are fortunate enough to have KMUN's program director, Emma Geddes, with us, as well as KMUN's news director, Katie Frankovitz. Good morning, Emma. Good morning, Donna. Good morning, Katie. Good morning. <laughs> very grateful to have you all here. I know you're very busy. Uh, and uh, before we talk a little bit about this exciting time period we find ourselves in, and we get to talk about the changes that have occurred and, and the exciting things we're doing in the future, um, let's list, let's introduce you to the listening audience, some folks who may not know you all because you are behind the scenes sometimes. Obviously, they hear Katie and they, they hear you, but all the different things you do. How did you come to this? Tell us a little bit about your background. So, Emma, why don't we start with you? Uh, sure. I'll try and keep this short and sweet. Um, but I am originally from eastern Washington, bounced around a little bit before winding up here in Astoria about 10 years ago. Uh, and was was a casual listener of KMUN and gradually got to know a lot of folks who were involved. Uh, and that kind of snowballed into being a volunteer for a couple of years. And then I, I used to run a little shop downtown and I was planning a block party and we I wanted the, the funds from the beer garden to go somewhere I liked and I was volunteering here and so I twisted the arms of the staff and they agreed. And so we spent the summer of 2019 putting together a big party, raised a bunch of money. It was super fun. And I got to know the staff that way uh, and just had a really great time working together and, and doing something we all cared about. And then this opportunity came up shortly after. And I think being able to work at the place that you already have chosen to volunteer is a little bit of a, a dream gig. And it would have been silly not to take the opportunity. So here I am two years later <laughs> uh, after a couple pandemic years and a brand new job and yeah, so I am program director. That means I take care of all of our on-air volunteers. We work together to bring all of this content to you. I work with the schedule and trainings and bringing in new people and shuffling things around. It's a lot of moving parts, um, but just trying to make it as easy as possible for those volunteers to come in and do what they do best. So that's the Reader's Digest version of my job. Um, yeah. And thank you. Kudos to you for doing that. That's a challenge. And you do it very, very well indeed. And Katie, please tell the listening audience a bit about yourself. Sure. Well, I was born in Nebraska and then spent most of my um, childhood in and around the Portland area. Had never actually visited Astoria until there was just a horrific accident one holiday weekend when I was a kid and traffic was rerouted through Astoria. And it remains like this legend in my family's history about how long we were stuck in traffic probably on, I'm guessing, Marine Drive. <laughs> um, I moved up here after college to work for The Historian. It was then The Daily Historian. We were publishing five days a week. Um, worked for them for a little while. Uh, worked in restaurants for a little while. Wrote a lot about commercial fishing for a trade publication. In between, um, went back to The Historian. And it was while I was there um, that I was approached by KMUN about maybe taking over when Joanne Rideout retired. And I thought about it and thought about it and thought about it and dithered. And f finally, I, I obviously took the job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And well, we're glad you did. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's the really brief version. Um, I bring you the news along with Skylar Retention, our newest employee. All right. Welcome, Skylar. Yes, he just started in July. Yeah, and he's doing great. Excellent. Well, how how is the station doing? And, and well, first of all, let's back up. What is Telecom Foundation? What is KMUN? Let's go step back in time and look at the history and the mission of this incredible 39-year-old community radio station. Sure. Yeah, we're approaching that big 40. It's very exciting. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you're not familiar with the community media model, back in the um, 60s and 70s, there was a lot of movement throughout the U.S. to build a third model of media that was more community-centric uh, and run by people for their own communities. And so that a, a huge part of that was community radio. And it, what's really fascinating to me, what I didn't understand before I worked here, even as a volunteer, was that community radio, capital C, capital R, that is a legal definition. It is a third model of media. Uh, we have, of course, commercial, which everyone is familiar with because there are commercials. Uh, it is probably the, the loudest and most present in your life on any given day. And then there is public, which, of course, national public radio is uh, the, the most familiar example, but there are other options of that as well. And then we have community, and there is uh, there is a specific definition of community radio, where it is serving geographic communities and communities of interest. It's operated and owned and influenced by the communities it serves. And it provides a mechanism for enabling individuals, groups, and communities to tell their own stories, share their experiences, and in this quote, in a media-rich world to become creators and contributors of media. And that is a, it seems like a very subtle difference between public, but I like to emphasize that, that this is, we are not an NPR station. We carry NPR content at our discretion and um, we pay them for that service, of course, but we are choosing what goes out on our airways and we as a community do that together. It is not any one entity. Um, and so KMUN, uh, Initially, there was a group, if you're familiar with KBOO or KBOO in Portland, um, there was a group of folks who were hoping to kind of inspire that out here and were initially involved. But as soon as that idea showed up in Astoria, the local group that was interested really took it and ran with it. And in 1983, on April 17th, they started KMUN and went on the air for the very first time. And we're downtown for a couple of years. And then in, I believe it was 87, we um, acquired the Tillicum House, which is the beautiful Victorian on the hill that we uh, are centered in here in Astoria, looking out over the river with the jo Ryan, Joanne Rideout scenic viewpoint as our big old picture window there in the front lobby. Um, and so we were donated to this house and uh, volunteers did a ton of work to turn it into a radio station. And it's grown from there um, through, let's see, have my notes to keep me on track here. In 2005, we expanded down to Tillamook. So we started with one tower here uh, on Megler Mountain and have expanded down to Tillamook so we can, and we have translators between all those sites to keep the signal strong all up and down the coast. And then in 2006, we uh, 
the the birth of KCPB happened, and that's our little sister station just across the hall from the airroom I'm sitting in now. And that is news and classical. It's a, a really wonderful supplemental mix to what we have on KMUN as well. And so all of those things continue to grow. We now have KMUN TV, which is our video arm, which you can find on YouTube. Lots of really wonderful music and arts, um, arts and culture performances came out of the pandemic there on KMUN TV, and you can revisit them as much as you like. So from the very beginning, this has been a, an experimental, creative passion project for so many people in this community. And it just continues to grow and evolve over time based on what the community asks of us. Um, and so we, we try not to be stagnant here. <laughs> and I think we're doing an okay job of that. <laughs> yes, evolving as the community and our world evolves. Um, and it's, it's a rare and a unique thing to have a community radio station, especially 39 years thriving um, and and needed more than ever now. And I love the fact that Telecom Foundation, obviously it's a 501c3 and, and, and their grants, you're funded in a variety of ways. Certainly memberships are crucial, but Telecom means uh, people or a friend in the Chinook language. And I, I think of KMUN uh, and all that you all do as connecting uh, people in a time of great disconnection in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've I've also heard it translated um, to mean family as well, and so we've we've talked about that. And I think that's just a really wonderful framework to start from, and rooted in place specifically, which is something that is just very important to the sound here, and something that all of the the listeners and supporters mention frequently in their comments when they donate to us is that it it even if they aren't here. And if you heard Skylar's um, beautiful pitch earlier in the newscast, he mentioned this as well when he didn't live here. It gave him that sense of being here. Um, and I think that's very special. Do you want to just uh, just remind us of the mission statement? Sure. Um, so the Tilikum Foundation mission is to serve the lower Columbia Pacific region through commercial-free community radio programs and services that enrich life by illuminating the role of the arts, promoting cultural and educational growth, and bringing focus to current issues of local and regional public interest while providing a forum for diverse and underserved groups. So that's a big run-on sentence, as mission statements tend to be, um, but it touches on all the most important things that we try to do here with cultural and educational growth and those diverse and underserved groups. We are always looking to find the people that we aren't already connected with uh, that are just out here in our communities um, with us and making sure they have access to this service, this forum, this microphone and platform. And to that end, the, we offer uh, classes. I mean, people can learn to become programmers. So what are some of the things that we are offering now? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, um, of course, the pandemic put a little damper on things because you can't teach someone to uh, engineer a radio uh, remotely. Uh, but since this spring, it's been a little safer and we've been powering through lots of classes. So the way that works is if you're interested, you start with a volunteer application so we can just get to know you, meet you, tour you around the station um, and just 
tell you who we are. And then if you have a program idea, you fill out a program proposal. And then that comes to me and I usually sit down with that person and we have a chat about what the idea is, if it needs to be fleshed out in a certain way, if it's maybe something we already have that's similar and could be tweaked. But also the first question I ask folks is, how will your program serve our mission? And so we make sure that the first thing they do is get really familiar with that mission statement and what it really means for our organization and practice and how they are going to fit as their little piece in this big puzzle. And so that's always a really fun conversation to have with people. And I think sometimes they surprise themselves. They think, oh, well, I just want to do like a, this country music show or something. And maybe they don't initially see that as a service, but it absolutely is. It's something that they are bringing to the community that isn't already provided in the way that they would like to bring it. And the knowledge and the experiences that they bring with that, they get to share in their mic breaks. And so that is a service all the way up to emergency services. Everything in between all serves that mission statement. And now, of course, with the web, we are everywhere. I mean, so what and what we do in our community ripples out. And so I think that there are a lot of people who listen online, uh, who used to live in uh, on the coast or who are familiar with Cameo. And, and where can you find this kind of eclectic programming? I mean, the Welsh lullaby this morning on, <laughs> on, on Morning Classics and could make you weep. I mean, beautiful, incredible offerings here. But it takes the staff and the board and and funding for the gear, the software, all of that. Um, so why don't we do a quick shout out to our staff? Absolutely. Um, first and foremost, I would like to say thank you to Susan, who I hope is listening at home and enjoying this. Susan was planning on being here with us. She is our station manager. Uh, she's about four months into that role. She previously was... Susan Peterson. Yes. Susan Peterson. Susan Peterson. Thank you. <laughs> um, and she was our development director for, I believe, uh, a, a little over a decade before that. So she is not new to the station, of course. But she has really uh, been handed this big job. Station manager here is so many things and she has just really run with it and I just want to make sure to thank her for all of that dedication and she I know was so sad that she couldn't be here this morning she's not feeling very well and I told her to sleep in um, because we need her back next week <laughs> um, but she's just doing an incredible job and approaching everything with such positivity and um, productivity and it's it's a difficult thing to do and I just we all admire her for that and um, we also have Janet Freiberger who you may know on the air as DJ Fabergé and um, she is our membership director who runs everything behind the scenes with bringing in new members managing your account and information um, and is the reason that Luminaries has made these drives a little bit shorter and sweeter and she works very hard. And then, of course, we have our news department. We have Katie and Skylar. Um, we have our operations team, which is now two part-time or three part-time folks. We have Nevada, Nick, and Graham, who take care of all of our blinking lights, as Joanne likes to call them. Um, there's a lot of gear involved here, both in the station and at all of our remote sites. And they make sure everything's running smoothly and respond quickly when things go haywire because... So many moving parts gives so many opportunities for blips, <laughs> and they do a wonderful job at taking care of that as well. And then we have uh, another new uh, staff member, Troy Hill, is our uh, business development director, and so he is he has also just done a wonderful job of taking over our business um, memberships and underwriting. 
And so that's that's the abbreviated version. <laughs> yes, well, we, uh, we're very fortunate and I wanna give um, a shout out a moment of recognition for Terry Wilson, um, uh, without whom I would not have been able to do Talk About Towns for uh, uh, almost 20 years. And uh, he's he was inspiring. He he got me started at KMUN, and um, and we, his loss is felt by the community, uh, all the people who cared about him. He was always there, willing to help anyone. Uh, he always had fishermen's friend lozenges in the station <laughs> in case somehow you know you needed to to do something with your throat. And anyway, my gratitude to Terry Wilson. Um, and yes, rest in peace, Terry. Thank you for everything you did to help us be successful. And if you've just tuned in, you're listening to Talk About Towns. This is a special program uh, for our fall fundraising pledge drive. And today we're doing a state of the station. We're talking with. KMUN's uh, develop, uh, programming manager, um, Emma Geddes, and we also have our news director, Katie Frankovich, is here as well. So we've talked a little bit about the, the history. We obviously have a board. We, we are doing special outreach, strategic planning. Uh, there's Radio for Good. Do you want to address any of the strategic planning and any of that for, at this moment? Sure. So we're kind of buttoning up that process this year. We've been the board uh, and staff have been working hard to put together a strategic plan for the next uh, packet of years. And uh, it, it's started a lot of really wonderful conversations about our capacity and where we would like to grow and where what we need to know to make sure we're growing in the direction that the community wants. So we're in that really fun, very beginning stages of making a plan for that outreach to connect with more people and get their feedback on the things that we would like to expand. And the board itself has been working really hard in that process to create a really wonderful foundation for themselves to work together um, along with Susan to really make this happen and make and make sure the staff and volunteers are supported along the way. And so it's in a really exciting place and uh, they're I, I'm I'm anxious to see over the next six months or so how it starts to go into action. Right, and we work with other nonprofits. We work with closely with the Astorian, the Chinook Observer. Uh, we're all about creating relationships. Absolutely, I think that's the heart of all of this. We're not we're not interested in doing this ourselves. We're interested in uh, collaboration above everything else. And. Let's talk about the of, by, and for uh, approach to engage more people in the community to do programs, to volunteer, to become new members, um, and how we rely on public feedback uh, in order to figure out where we, we should be going in order to reflect and mirror the community and, and help uh, establish uh, relationships and conversations that may not happen without us. Sure. I think in everything we do, there is that um, element of feedback. And so of, by, and for is something that Susan, um, unfortunately, she's a lot more, uh, she's a lot better at discussing this than I am, but I will do my best in her absence. Um, but that the KMUN and community radio is of, by, and for the community. It is, it is, we are responding to you. We are you. If you want to get involved, our door is always open. If you just want to send us feedback, uh, whether it's something that you loved and would like to hear more of or something that uh, you feel like could have been handled differently. We want all of that feedback. And that door is not just open during Pledge Drive. It's open 
all the time, 24 hours a day. You can call us during business hours. It's 503-325-0010. If it's after hours, you can leave a voicemail. We have a voicemail inbox now. It's very exciting. And uh, you can also send us an email. It's feedback at kmun.org. And we look at every single one of those emails. We appreciate all of them. And uh, again, because of our model, we're not beholden to any one person. Uh, or entity, but we respond to those as a whole and and follow through um, when we're notified of something that that the community would like to for us to take a different look at. Um, so yes, please send us your feedback. <laughs> and and uh, we have a community advisory board. Um, clearly, our uh, there is an annual meeting. Clearly, our board members are engaged in the community and. So we are, um, we're, we're everywhere in a way, uh, we, we, whether it's with our safety and emergency, uh, you know, notifications um, or, you know, the new services that you can have online. I mean, our website is a wealth of information. Um, obviously, people know and love the SHIP report. We, you can listen to podcasts. Um, where are you hoping this will all kind of how this will move forward in the next months of this year. Um, what is our goal? Clearly, we still have another day here uh, with the pledge drive. And so we're hoping to have more members. We always want to have new members to expand our listening base and, and the family. Yeah, absolutely. New members is great. Um, we the more folks we have involved as members, and and if if you are a member, um, you get to vote in our annual board elections. Uh, you get a little bit extra communication. We are very careful not to overwhelm people's inboxes, um, but all the good information that you get from us on how things are going behind the scenes, and you have lots of opportunities to give all that good feedback. Um, and the more of you there are being actively involved as members and giving us feedback, the better this can all be. And I think for me in the next six months or so, I'm really looking forward to continuing to bring in new people through the radio class, but also through our our evolved cab process. And the board is, is seeking members, I believe, actively as well. Um, and just really increasing that volunteer number again, because the nature of COVID was that we were unable to connect as easily. Um, folks moved out of the area or decided to retire from their duties in one way or another. And so we are currently working our way back up to the number of volunteers that we had pre, pre-COVID. And there's a noticeable difference in our ability to do things like remote broadcasts or engineering new public affairs programs. Um, and so we are really racing back toward that number quickly, um, and I hope to surpass it. And so that's really a big one, is just getting more people involved, more names on that list of people who are willing to pop in and help out. Yes, it's fun. It's rewarding. It's it's uh, it enriches your life and the life of our community and beyond uh, our little community. And, you know, Katie, you've been so quiet and I'm so sorry. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the news department kind of quickly here? Well, kind of tying into what you've been talking about, Donna, one of the things that I see for the news department is more community involvement, not necessarily in terms of putting people behind microphones um, to do the news in the same way as, say, they would volunteer for other programs, but to expand our coverage more thoroughly into the communities that we serve. We have a five-county area 
but a lot of our coverage traditionally has been focused in very specific areas, and that's been a function of time and resources and manpower. And with Skylar on board, with me here, um, I just I see a lot of opportunity to to really deepen our coverage and to just hear a lot more about the concerns that people have in farther flung communities that echo in our Astoria community or Pacific County, Washington communities. Um, so, you know, one of the things that I would love to hear more from people in the next six months is their news tips. If you're down in somewhere in Columbia County, if you're in Tillamook County, if you're here in Clatsop County or across the river, I, I want to hear what you're dealing with um, because we, we experience so many of the same things in slightly different ways or we're having a lot of the same discussions at our city council meetings and our county meetings. So that's what I'm, I'm really excited um, with kind of our growing capacity and our growing uh, pool of equipment that we have available and the ability to be on the road again in a way that we weren't in the pandemic to you know, get on the ground in these communities and, and really become a news resource in a way that um, I, think, I think is eminently doable. Eminently, eminently, it's doable. Yes, wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. We just have a few minutes left. So any last things you would like the listening audience to know before we have to end the program? Um, well, since you asked, I can just let folks know we are right around $20,000 away from our big pledge drive goal, and you can help us get there. If you think, if anything that we just talked about resonated with you or you found it valuable to the community, it's very easy for you to jump in and support it, and every little bit helps, and we're almost there. We have until the end of Friday to get to that goal, and you can do that by calling us at 503-325-0010 or going to kmun.org. Uh, you can mail us a check, P.O. Box 269, Astoria, Oregon, 97103. Um, and we would just love to hear from you. There's opportunities to give feedback there as well. Um, you can shout out your favorite shows or let us know what you really value about this service. And uh, becoming a sustainer is a really great way to do that, too. If you're a set-it-and-forget-it kind of person, you can choose your own monthly donation. And it just happens happens on its own, which is really, really handy. <laughs> Yes, we need to. We want to. We want to continue doing all the amazing things that that we're doing and continue to do. And we can't do it without without members, without uh, funds. So yes, please. And Katie, any last thing you'd like? Uh, just send me all of your ideas, folks <laughs> listening out there. I actually kind of miss even the cranky emails that I used to get when I was a print reporter. So if you want to complain about something in the community, uh, hit me up too. I'm all ready for that. Oh, but mostly, great. mostly I want to hear your ideas. <laughs> what should I dig into? Right. We're all about ideas. We're all about connecting people and connecting ideas. And, and uh, in today's world, we need the unique, the rare, the special things that, that this station and all of you who are involved in the station provide to all of us. So thank you so much. I honor everything you're doing. And to all of you listening, uh, whether it's public affairs, whether it's, um, you know, morning classics, there are so many things to love and to learn uh, from this amazing experiment, which is now 39 years old. So please help us uh, move toward a very successful 40th uh, celebration, which you will be invited to um, by giving us a call or going to KMUN.org and making your pledge. Thank you so much. And I want to thank you for engineering today, Emma. Um, and and uh, Nevada is always um, is, has always been incredibly helpful, and I'm so grateful that you were able to do it this morning in addition to everything else you're doing. 
And my gratitude to local talented banjo instructor Michael Brun for his original theme music for this program. So until we meet again on Talk of Our Towns, which will be the first Thursday in October, um, please find a moment today, like right now, let's just all, all stop and take a very deep healing breath. It's so good for body, mind, and spirit. And then focus on the things that are going well in your life. There will always be things that aren't going well, but focus on those things that are going well with gratitude. And then give yourself a loving or compassionate hug or a pat on the back for being uniquely you, for doing the best you can because everyone is. Until we know better, we do the best we can. Life is challenging. So be gentle, be compassionate with yourself and with others. And then appreciate this moment, the now moment, the only moment that exists, the now moment on the amazing planet we call 